it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right, big thanks to Derek of Baker Six Clan for that opening. And our featured slash new patrons, we're at the end of our list. So I sort of combined them all together, and then next week we'll be back at the top of our list uh, as I go through them. So bottom of our list are the Kazoo Otters, Homer CF, BA Wag 75, Roomba Cats, Stark AZ, MP Dreyer, Fishing Kitty, Wendland Bunch, Jasper E, Hockey Mom 92, Anonymous, and TTFN Cashin. So there you go. You did pretty good on those tonight. I did okay. Wait till I get Hockey back to the top. Of the too many of them. <laughs> top of the list. Who knows, right? What'll happen? I'll be back to yeah, you know, watching names. We'll if see. they didn't want them butchered, they wouldn't let us say them. So. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well. Uh, let's jump right into show 263. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss a lot of cool uh, items and with our North Dakota crew. So let's bring them in. We've got Glowworm77, which is Amy. Hello. She's, pr- she's printing right now, by the way. If you hear anything <laughs> going on, she's she's got her 3D printer rolling. And Tricacious, Chad. Hey, everybody. I got to go back, Chad, and look, and I'll take a minute uh, without anybody knowing what I'm doing. I'm going to go back and look. Do you remember? You won't. You, you Now, if you did, I'll give you $1,000 right now. No, you won't, but go ahead. Cash and release. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what But what episode number? 97. No, no we, never, we never got that far, but yeah. I have no so, idea. Yeah, so... Um, I'm glad you remember. You, you knew where I was going with that. So, I, I was, yeah. I, I um, thought you were going to ask him something else. And uh, first of all, we don't have a thousand dollars to give you, so don't let Gary lie. Oh, second of all, <laughs> Chad may be creeping up on frequency of podcasts if you include the whole network. Because you know, What's Josh that? always likes to have that as his main claim to fame, but Chad's kind of chasing after him now. To yeah, include every show on the network. 
every show on the network. Really? You're right. I I need to go back yeah, and look. He's been, yeah. he's been creeping up for the title. So. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I had copies of all those. Most of them are gone. I've been able to find a couple, or at least I found one cash and release that was out there. Um, Janice remembers probably too. What was the topic of the cash release with Chad? Uh, well, you know what that was. Probably just geocaching. <laughs> Let's go with that. Mm, yeah. Could have been about mm, maybe a bomb scare. Oh, ah, that's right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's hard, that's, hard to believe that would come up. Yeah. But that was a show that, that we did back on cash release. Anyway, okay. Enough of the nostalgia of that. Uh, <laughs> let's... Let's jump into some news. I got Derek. I did. I, I slipped it in there and seeing if he were. That's right. Uh, so a couple items, uh, and uh, our North, North Dakota friends can also, you know, obviously chime in on these as well. But uh, we're into the second peak. On the leaderboard challenge, uh, reached the peak. Uh, mm-hmm. We're into Vincent, which I think that's the one for Oceana. Um, so, I, I think the I most points on this one is for high favorite caches, right? This month, I'm going to pull it up. That's Over a good 10. question. I was I was thinking the very th- the exact thing you were thinking of was what is yeah, it that- for this month? That was brought up to me that uh, over ten favorite points at six hundred points. So, yeah, they're coming to Gilby to hit the peak. <laughs> there you go. See, that is perfect. You got to find a spot with a lot of those, and that's a good spot for that. So, um, different. I mean, are you? What are your thoughts on uh, initial thoughts? Or now that we're only two peaks in we've got after this we got what uh five more and then, but um what is everybody's thoughts on reach the peak i guess I, it's kind of neat to be able to see how they change with the point system um i guess right. i'm not trying real hard right now i seem to be busy making caches and getting them out mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of neat that they come up with these little challenges yeah I, I like that they have it split between the months, right? Each month is a different section. Mm-hmm. It's not like we've discussed before, you know, like say somebody goes to Gilby this weekend. Normally it would blow out the whole challenge because whatever right. they would do, you get everything and then you're done for the next six months and have another challenge. This one, you can't blow it out by one mega event. Each, uh, each one is separated out. So it's restarts at the beginning of the month. Yeah. I, I like that a lot because how many times have you accidentally blown out a whole challenge and it's over? You don't really get to play it. Oh, yeah. Go to one event and then the whole thing's over and you're like, well, I forgot to even realize it and now I've, I've done everything and you don't get to play with it. So in that sense, I like it a lot. Plus, every time they try something new, it means they have an idea of what they're going to do in the future. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to think they, they have some idea they're working towards and each challenge is a different little piece that they're testing out. So hopefully we'll see some really cool things in the future with the you know, the, I hate to call them challenges, but promotions. That's not even really a promotion. I don't know what they're going to call them in the future. They keep right. using the same terms for everything. So we got to come up with some new terms. No, I, I agree. Cause the, which one was it? There was one, this is, there's, there's a perfect example. I'm trying to remember the one that 
But the museum like said, was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, there've been some great ones, but like you said, there was the one where um, you can you know you go out with a group like which we did, and we blew through it so early on that like they mentioned it again six months later. I'm like, oh wow, is that still going on? I completely forgot about that one because. That was the we, wonders of the world or whatever, but they came back and read. They did like a, they did. Yeah, you're right. Exactly right. It was wonders of the world. I like but, the promotions. I know a lot of hardcore cashers don't really pay attention to them because it's too easy for them. But mm -hmm. I think it's great for the game. I hope they keep going. Oh, no, I agree. So, and I like when they do they do the wonders of the world one though. It's kind of cool because it integrates in to the caches, so you can go look at a cache and see what you know. Those are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Keep doing them, signal. Yep, keep going. Keep going, <laughs> HQ. Uh okay, so on Friday, October first, from seven PM to seven thirty PM, we will be doing Geocache Talk Network will be doing a radio show called the G and Cash Radio Show. Get it? G and Cash. Okay. Um, I'll see myself out. Um, caching stage. Uh, so that'll be fun. We've got, we've been practicing for that. Um, we've got, um, uh, props that were being made. I think Chad is working on bounce mouse is working on, uh, trying to make a little door cause we need it in the, in the, in the show, there's supposed to be a door that opens and closes. So he's working on that. Um, so we're, we're gathering up all these old timey sort of, instead of just doing electronically, we want to do actual like props because we're going to have people watching. And also we hope people will be, be listening and, and watching remotely because we're going to be doing, uh, that's that week's, uh, Sunday show will be on a Friday. And, uh, so be a lot of fun. We've, um, the script I think is, has been is pretty good uh, and i think it'll be a fun fun evening if you're going to be at going caching please come by support us um most people will probably be there because we're right before um the evening we're sort of part of the e evening entertainment uh as it were so after we are on the stage there will be the bottoms up at the Blind Frog stage show will be right after us. So anyway, really looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, script, <laughs> Cash Canada. Yeah, there is a script, and we've been practicing this script. Yeah, uh, I was right. But it's the Roaring Twenties, so we came up with a Roaring Twenties-themed show, and... It includes geocaching, so you're going to have to figure out how we did that. So either join us remotely, obviously, when the we'll have that uh, for people to watch or listen. If you want to listen to it, maybe uh, to get the full feel of a radio show, there you go. All right. It should and, be really interesting, though. Yeah. Sure, right? Yeah. It'll, it'll be good, yeah. No matter how well it turns out, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> it'll be entertaining, Yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, Bounce Bounce is in it. Uh, Emily, of course, is coming down from, from Oregon. Uh, me and Derek and Derek's wife, Jess, 
and they're the the nano kids are going to be involved too. Um, they're going to be holding up signs for the audience to applaud when they're supposed to applaud, or at least let's hope they applaud when they're supposed to be applauding. You know, give us some love there for that. But anyway, be a lot of fun. And lastly, just want to mention again about Worldwide Cash Fest next July. Um, the coins are available. And actually, we'll be shipping the coins. I know this is surprising, but we, from the time we actually did the purchase to the time we actually got the coins was a, was um, unbelievably quick. So some people actually have their coins. Um, if they were, if, if they were at either going cashing, I'm not going cash, either at coin fest or if they were at Jackson County, um, there was opportunities to pick up your coins or purchase coins. So anyway, help us out. If you would, uh, there are three guitar coins that we are selling and Oh, burnt turtles got his. So there you go. Um, so that helps to pay for initial costs that we have for that mega, uh, Shelby farms wants their money. <laughs> so, uh, we're starting from zero. So, um, if you can help us out, that'd be uh, a great help. Oh, D Derek's got I think Derek can show us the coins. Derek, let's see those coins there, buddy. All right. Yep. There they are. He's got them right there. Go ahead. Yep. So there's the coins. They're pretty large. They're um, four inches long. They're kind of hard to tell from that angle, I guess. But there they are. Yeah, they are big. There they are. Um, and so appreciate those. Yep. There's the. Like and they're, um, so they're, they're a big coin and uh, great detail on them. And. Um, so we appreciate that. Oh, good. They got theirs. Yep. I know it's a long time away, and we'll talk about it a lot more in the future, but it should be a whole fun several days of the, – the venue is going to be awesome for this one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Not to take uh, us off down the rabbit trail, right? But, I mean, I just – I'm really looking forward to the venue on this one. Yeah, and there's going to be some very – I mean, we've – We've all been, and that's the beauty of this group that was created, this Cash Fest group, is we've all been to a lot of megas. So we, we A, know what we like and what most people like. And we also kind of can learn from mistakes that, unfortunately, either we made yeah. in, our, We've in the part group, of some of those. <laughs> part of those groups, yeah, or uh, we are, uh, we've seen others uh, who have done some cool stuff and we can kind of go, Oh, well, let's kind of pull some of those in for, for this event. And so we've really kind of, we're spending a lot of time to focus on getting this one to be, uh, amazing for everyone. And um, it's just like everything else in caching, like all the stuff we're going to talk about tonight, caching evolves, right? It starts right. out as one thing and it keeps improving. And then you have like what we're going to talk about tonight. That's, I don't want to pick a fight, but it's our answer to Germany. Just going to say, I'm just going to throw that out there for the world stage. We have that's to right. enter Germany's 8,000 favorite points for every cash. So we got to have somewhere that's attacking it back. So, yep. And we've got that with uh, a couple spots in the world or a couple spots in the U S with North Dakota being uh, one of the main ones. So let's get into discussing now. Um, 
ideas for trails and parks and some other areas. And so um, if we could, let's start with some of the state park caches um, and also tell folks about the NDGCA, North Dakota Geocaching Association. Did I get that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what are some things that you, you guys have done with the state parks as far as labs and caches actually in the parks? Well, the caches in the state park, uh, the rangers are the only ones that are allowed to hide caches in the park. So okay. uh, a few of us had adventure labs that we didn't know what we wanted to do with. And, mm -hmm. and Wise Family M&M's, Brian, asked if we'd be interested in uh, placing some of them adventure labs in the state parks. So he worked right. with, uh, he worked with a gal at Turtle River down the road from here and, and yeah, she was all fired up. And so now we've got three in this side of the North Dakota and I believe Amy and her mom are, are working with uh, putting some caches in parks out near Bismarck. Um, and we also, I, I made a couple of bonus caches for them and, and they've, they've put those out also. But I, I believe Amy and Phyllis have got a couple of caches that they're, or a couple of parks that they're going to work with to put Adventure Labs in also. We're hoping to get those out this fall. We missed our spring window before the parks get too busy um, uh, with the summer season. So we're just now that they're slowing down again and we'll get back in touch and they'll be able to get the information together for us and stuff so we can get them placed. What did you use? And this is... Um, one of the things we talked about prior to the show, and that is maybe you can't get to North Dakota, you know, maybe you're like cash cannon and you can't get down yet. But one of the purposes we do these shows is we want folks who have been successful and have done cool things so that wherever you are in the world, this might be inspiration for you to go, Oh, Hmm. I think I could do something like that here. And I've now I've got some ideas, take notes. So I want people to, to really do that. So I guess, um, Amy, let's start with, um, what are, what are some of the approaches that you took to get them to kind of be on board with? Did, do you, do you go over things like that on the phone with people or do you try to go see them and show them like a, like I know Chad takes a book with him and he'll go show people like, mm -hmm. He has a flip book where he shows people caches he's made. <laughs> what are some of the approaches that you've taken? Do you try to get other people who have like, do you do a friend of a friend kind of thing or what's, what's your normal approach to um, get them like, sent? Mm -hmm. Some of them, well, we just, one we started with our um, North Dakota Geocaching Association in January. Um, one of our members brought their, our state parks are doing a 12 month, 12 hike challenge. And they brought the idea of let's, piggyback on those events and host a geocaching event at each of our state parks when they okay. are in this window of time. They kind of have different themes each month. And they have like a two-week window to do the hikes. So oh, gotcha. we've held an event and we kind of, so first we kind of got our board on involved so that um, we had support for everything. And mm. then also we reached out to um, cashers around the state because obviously not one person can post and be at all those events and stuff. So we kind of got someone in each right. area. And then um, 
I actually talked with one of the um, park interpreters that um, has done some geocaching in their park and mm -hmm. asked her, okay, this is what we're interested in doing. And they were like, definitely we'd want to be involved in that. We want to um, support geocaching in any mm -hmm. way that we can make those connections and um, put that out there would be great. And they'll post the events on their Facebook page. So if there's people in the park or around the park or just that follow the park um, mm -hmm. and want to come out and learn about geocaching, we generally just talk about um, the basics of geocaching when we're out hiking and stuff. And mm -hmm. we've had some events where we've had really good turnout. So it's been really good. So you have a group of people that are hiding the caches because you're not trying to hide every single one by yourself, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, we don't, um, in the state parks here in North Dakota, the policy is that only the um, park can put out caches. Mm -hmm. So um, they have to, and then they also have a two-year time limit on them. So if they do put out a cache, the longest it'll be out is for two years, and then they rotate. So is it under their account, or do you have somebody working with them? Um, they, they, they have an account, so they'll oh, okay. set up their own part, their own account for each park. So it'll be like Ranger at, um, Metagoshi or Metagoshi Ranger, which is the park mm -hmm. that they're in. That's cool. That's, that's nice. Now, do, do you actually help? Like, do you put, cause again, I'm curious for, for our use and for others too, mm -hmm. but do you put the cash out and then go, here are the coordinates. Can you post this? Or do you, how do you, um, what kind of, what kind of coordination do you do with them? Cause you probably have an idea has, of what you want or. Mm -hmm. Each of the parks are a little bit different. Um, okay. When I go to my local park, they currently don't have anyone that really is experienced with geocaching or have much knowledge. So I will right. probably take some containers and walk around with them and be like, okay, this would be a good place or this wouldn't be. Um, cause they may have an idea and be like, oh, we want to put something here, but they don't really have the experience of knowing, well, that's a really bad place, um, mm -hmm. because of, you know, muggle activity or things like that. They may also, you know, because of their familiarity with the park, they'll have a really good place. They'll be like, and we'll be like, that's wonderful. You know? So we have, um, walked through or helped with placing some caches. Um, then after that, usually once the parks, if they have a ranger that's around, um, and has done them and kind of gets the feedback on them and they right. learn more about geocaching. They've been uh, doing a good job of putting them out, which is really exciting because it gives us um, mm -hmm. a place to go and, you know, have something that you're not like, okay, I put this cash out and, you know, and, but really somebody else owns it and things like that. Very cool. Yeah. it's awesome. That's good. Um, I wish parks everywhere would be yeah. as uh, amenable as yours seem to be. That's great. I mean, it's yeah, a good it was nice to work with uh, oh, Turtle River, oh. Erica and Turtle River. She she's a geocacher. So that really mm -hmm. helped that she had an idea what was going on. And I believe the gal in Metagoshi, she's also a geocacher. So they're they're trying to get fun caches out there. I've made a couple and and I'll, I'll drop one off at a, at a park. And they'll put it out for two years, and I said, "Well, then take it and put it at the next park." So it's right. been rotated a couple of caches. Oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Emily wanted definitely want to chime in and tell y'all in Indy, uh, North Dakota Caching Rock. She's <clears throat> she enjoyed her time on her trip there. Uh, so uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, um, it's nice to have her and her mom and dad down. Yeah, they're they're fun. 
uh, Emily and her mom together are a hoot. Um, I you know meet her dad, but the two of them are funny together. They're 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 great fun. Um, so another area that y'all have been involved with is uh, working with an historic society, putting out caches. Uh, what is the PWHT? Are those the PWHT caches? Is that? Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, those caches as well, too. So there was a few of us on the eastern side of North Dakota that were contacted and by the uh, Pemberton Walsh County Historic Society. Um, they worked with some tourism money to put out caches at some of the historic spots they have in Walsh and Pemberton County. And then, okay. uh, so then they contacted me and said, Hey, can you help us out? They're interested in doing this. And they, so it, it ranges from just your regular bison tube all the way up to some different West Virginia caches or some different mm-hmm. uh, original caches that I put out. Uh, there's approximately 40 of them out right now. And they're after me, they're after me to put out, I would say 10 to 12 right now yet. And on on top of the 40? Year. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, they <laughs> they have sent me a list of all the places they want to put caches out and I bet you it's it, it'd be almost 40 total more. More. So, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Have they uh been out long enough that you've been able to or they've been able to notice like more traffic or people have been mentioning the caches or have they seen any any you know feedback from the caches yet or they've been out long enough for that do you think yeah so in, in this particular trail it's i mean it's spread out over two counties and there's a uh, passport so if you find the cache you got to fill in the, the code number if you find five in walsh county you'll get a path tag if you find five in pamina county they've got a different path tag so they they use that passport to see the difference mm-hmm. in uh, travel um, so they I want I want to say this is the fourth year it's been out every year I seem to put out another eight to ten <laughs> caches so uh, I'm sure it, it must be four years at least wow yeah the, the passport for why do they do uh, passport? so if you find five in one county you fill in the code number that's in the cache uh-huh. And then you can mail that passport in and prove that you found those five and you can get the path tag. Path tag. Um, oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then so the they're probably, right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that they're probably taking that hopefully in there or more than likely they're taking yep. that right. Chad, and they're going, Oh, okay. Well, they're, they all keep finding these. So maybe there's, you know, these are the favorite ones and whatever. Yeah. There's do a little yeah. analysis maybe. Yeah, most most of them I think try to find as many of them on the on the list, yeah. and then don't send the list in until they get it filled out. But, right. But that list is constantly changing, and but they're they're pretty tickled. Like I say, they're they're still after me to put out more. And, <laughs> That's and, cool. Uh, they they're they're getting a few favorite points out there. That's cool. Now, how That's did good. the how did that how did that particular trail begin or or also, I guess, on. let me say it this way. If somebody has maybe a historical trail nearby, 
near them that they're like, oh, that's a cool idea. Maybe I can get them on board. What What are some things that do you do you recall some of the things you did to try to talk them, or did did they approach you, or did you kind of go to them? Do you Do you remember? Yeah, they, they approached us. I, I believe they actually went to a convention and okay. uh, they found out there was money available and they found out about geocaching. I think one of the members of the Historic Society was just vaguely over geocaching. So we mm-hmm. had that was the biggest struggle was trying to teach them what geocaching was. Um, mm-hmm. So working with them and the, the the best part is they they found the spots they got the permission they wrote wow. up all the pay, pages i just had to give them information of what the cache is and right. make the caches so it, that was it was pretty good they they actually worked with us pretty well yeah that's awesome but you know that's an area that i think we don't necessarily we always think of it of not to to overlook them, but we always look at parks and things like that. But historical trails, that's kind of an interesting idea as well. Like you said, for this, that maybe they, you know, maybe, you know, we could have, all of us could approach historical trails that are, you know, in our area. And like you said, some of them get funding for those kind of things. So they may want to, you know, they're always probably looking to market their, their trail, you know. And so this is a, I think it's a neat idea to, to, even though they approached you, I think folks could go out even now, you know, and maybe use this one as an, you know, as a, a springboard and go, well, we have a historical trail here. Um, here's an idea. And Nick could pull some information maybe from what, what you've done, maybe show them the passport, get a copy of that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. PDF and print it and take it to your local historical trail and go, you know, here's something they're doing, you know, gather information on either t- geotours or trails and these various things that will help you to sort of, you know, pitch your idea to them. So I think people are just afraid to approach anybody to ask for permission. I think sure. that's the biggest stumbling block, right? Because mm-hmm. honestly, most people don't get permission from anybody to hide a geocache. So it's a new concept for them to actually call somebody and, and, and get that permission. So um, I don't know what it takes to, to break down that barrier where people are a little more comfortable doing it, but that's really the push that we need is people feeling okay to call and approach. And, and maybe if they're, if they're watching this and seeing this and they see how successful and how happy those people are, maybe they'll, they'll get the courage to, to pick up that phone and call and start this in their area, which would be great. I hope this happens everywhere. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, but the, like you said, there's you. Sometimes you just gotta ask, <laughs> you know. And, and I know it's sort of awkward sometimes, especially with businesses, because we've all been there in in different ways. Maybe not necessarily asking, which you're supposed to, you should ask for permission, but even just in discussing it with somebody and with in the back of your mind, you're going to go, okay, I know what's going to happen. They're going to go, what's geocaching. And then you have to give the pitch, <laughs> you know, the usual pitch you're going to yeah. give. So but but yeah, you're gonna guess right now and you're actually betting money on it. And I won't, I won't <laughs> put our guests on the spot here. Right. Cause right. They, they didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Out of all the caches that are out there, save for events and earth caches. Cause that's different. Yeah. And virtuals. 
how many think how many of those what percentage of those do you think people actually ask permission for oh, <laughs> or yeah. reverse it the other way how many of them do you think were just put out there and nobody asked permission for them uh quite a, too many i'm no, sure that's lots. yeah what's you that like i'm sure there's lots in gilby everyone has been asked but uh, outside of Gilby, maybe not so yeah. much. Yeah. Nobody wants to throw a percent. I'd say 80% are out without permission. Oh, I bet it's higher than that. I yeah. was trying to be nice, but yeah. <laughs> I bet it's more like 90. Well, I would say, here's. Go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. I was going to guess. I would say close to 95%. I mean, just thinking yeah, of places right. that people put caches. And I think there's a lot that go out with probably out permission. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, a lot of those are fire and forget caches. I mean, if you're going to put the effort, I would just, I'm going to venture to guess, and we're going to talk more about the, the Gilby stuff in a little bit. But, you know, the ones like, you know, West Virginia style or Chad or, you know, any, any of the mm -hmm. people that we know yeah, that build these elaborate ones right. like y'all were talking about, you yeah. can almost assume those are always done with permission because they're generally not hard to find. They're out in the open, but the ones that are up on the tree and, you know, I'm pretty sure Walmart has not authorized any of those landlords <laughs> out there. And there's like 80 yeah. million of those out there. So we're talking about a different level of cash and we're talking about what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. but people can call and ask for permission and, and parks will work with you. I mean, obviously it worked up there and it'll work in other places as well. Yeah. And if you can get like, um, you know, I have permission to put caches in the parks here in, in Greenville. Well, Man, that's like awesome. I mean, that's a yeah. Oh, once, you get great. once you get permission, you're like, you can go wild, man. There's there's <laughs> there's areas all over. And then um, now the trick is uh, making sure that everybody that works for the parks department knows about them. That's a whole yes. other. That's for an old. Uh, that's for a, that's for another show because there have been a couple times that I've I've uh, I, I've had to talk to uh, our our parks department person go, Hey, all of the workers know about these, right? They're like, Oh, we think they probably do. It's like, could you let them know again? Cause, uh, one of them, you know, cause and well, Chris, it's not their responsibility to, to stop the, uh, no. the muggles, but you don't want the park people picking up caches that you've got permission to put out, you no. know? Yeah. So but make you know sure. Everybody's on board. So I bring that up because specifically because we're talking to who we're talking to. Right tonight. Yeah. But, um, when you get permission, just like you said, you're, you're, you're happy, right? Cause it's should do that every time, but we know we don't, but when you do get permission, I think people that do take that step, they tend to put out higher quality caches because it's supposed to be there, right? They'll right. take the time to build a nicer cache. You know, it's not just a pill bottle under a bush, as I like to call it. But, you know, they're going to take the time to build something super nice. And I think you feel the the courage to do something like you guys are doing up there. Because like you said, all of your caches have permission. So it's not yeah. like a, a sneaky, I'm hiding it in here. I don't really want anybody to find it or know my name's on it because I, I don't want to get in trouble. You're wide out in the open with it. Not that you still can't hide them, but you're, yeah. you know, you you venture a little more into the creative realm and quality realm when you take that first step of asking for permission and when more and more people in the area do it you end up with something like we're talking about tonight a whole area of awesome awesome caches yeah uh, the our 
my biggest problem is, is that what happens is the people the the muggles come along and destroy it and of course the park has no responsibility for that i mean they're not going to they can't monitor that kind of thing but you know that's the part that's i guess the most difficult thing for that so um dave was asking a question about how does the pabina walsh historical trail trackable figure in I, i'm not sure other than it's cool to get a makes me want to ask a lot of questions already because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because um, it's cool to get a trackable, Dave. I think that's that's how it figures in. Um, also, though, you know, when you when you're giving when you have something like that, you know, you, you you're creating incentive because the idea is the historical trail wants want people to come. Correct me if I'm wrong, YouTube, uh, but. They want them. They want people to come. That's part of the marketing, and so I would say that the the trackable is sort of the the carrot at the end of the, you know, to to, to lure them in, right? Yeah. So they they made a bunch of uh, Pemba and Walsh County trackable tags uh, right. in the shape of North oh. Dakota, and they were using them as giveaways and dropping them in caches and. And uh, I had quite a few that I'd leave at events and stuff for people to take or, or uh, door prizes and kind of yeah. ad advertising, basically. Right. That seems yeah. like more parks and historic trails, if they realized it, it's a really cheap way to advertise that's going to stay out there, right? Like if, mm -hmm. if you have trackables that are, you know, for PR anyway, those trackables hopefully won't disappear and the majority of them will still move around and they'll move around the world. And once you, you know, once you fire those off and, and get them in somebody's hands, they're going around everywhere. And you know, wh what other PR piece can you get for that cheap that people are going to want to move around and, and people are going to see, I, I can't imagine something as cost effective as trackables. I'm really surprised. Not that I want like our game to be commercialized. Right. But, kind of in big support of parks and, and historic areas. I'm really surprised yeah. they haven't jumped on that bandwagon more and sent out more theme trackables. Oh, right. The HQ you're saying? No, no, no. I'm not talking about HQ. I'm talking about the businesses. Businesses oh, okay. are always looking for cheap ways to advertise their thing. And I don't mean like Nike. I'm talking about yeah. like legit, you know, parks and stuff like that. I can't imagine if I'm in PR, if I'd heard about this, I wouldn't want to be sending those trackables out. Hey, if I if I make these things just like y'all did, and I know people are going to like champion it for me for the rest of the time, it's not going to go yeah. away ever. It only goes away when somebody steals it, right? But outside of that, uh, just send those things out. They got your tag on and people are going to take them everywhere. <laughs> what what yeah. else, what other PR mechanism can you use where they're going to take it all over the world for you? Right. I don't know of any. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that so many of them maybe just don't know that they can make something like that. I think, you know, we uh, pull the curtain back a little bit and I'm going to spill any real beans here tonight. Don't spill any beans. Gary. Oh, Gary's gone. Good. He can't <laughs> spill any beans. <laughs> Derek's, Derek's quick on the button. He can't spill the beans. Yeah. I just, so, I, so there's that. What, yeah, there's that. <laughs> did you, did that, did not, did you not hear that part of hey, my, we got a producer now. He's not going to let Shelby anymore. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Right. Oh no, Gary just spilled the beans. 
but apparently I wasn't able to. It was not allowed. <laughs> so, oh well. Maybe um, yeah, Ryan says tourism love path tags and trackables. Uh, uh, tourists do. I know that. Tourism boards maybe sometimes just don't know that this is an item that can be of, you know, obviously they know about bumper stickers and things like that, but you know, I, I think those yeah. are... Go ahead. Ed Gia works in the visitor center on the weekends a lot of times, and right. she's got a few path tags that she made, made for Moorhead and Fargo, and she's got some Gilby ones, and people are buying them that aren't geocachers up in at the visitor center. Mm -hmm. They're in That's a cool. couple little bowls up there, and I don't know what she's how much she's selling them for. And then she turns around and uses that for making more mm -hmm. path eggs or helping out the events or or her Absolutely. tour herself. Uh, she did a real good, fantastic job working with the visitor center in Fargo Moorhead, and yeah. uh, we're, we're also approaching the Grand Forks visitor center as uh, I think Amy is also. Uh, there's somebody stepped up and said, hey, would you guys want to put up some more um, geotours mm -hmm. in North Dakota? So I believe Amy was contacted also, yeah. and then also myself to put two cool. more geotours in, in North Dakota. Wow. So how has the, uh, or when you talk to Grand Forks, obviously now you've got something, you mean, you've got, you got Fargo Moorhead, you can kind of you got some serious ammunition. You can go to Grand Forks and go, here you go. Here's what we did here. I mean, how far, uh, I should know this, how far from Grand Forks to Fargo Moorhead do you think? Uh, about an hour. Okay. So yeah. that's cool. So it's a, you know, at least a short trip for Gia. She could run over there and, and be part of that. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, if uh, Amy, is that, that, how far is that trip for you to get to Grand Forks? Is that? Um. Well, Grand Forks is about three and a half. Um, oh, for you. Fargo, okay. Moorhead, where Gia is, is about, to Bismarck, is about two and a half. Okay. So it's a little closer. A little bit, little, little bit of a haul to get over there, but not too bad. So, um, so yeah. So let's talk about that. And I want to I want to switch over to state parks here in a minute, too. But because uh, I got a couple more questions about them. But so tell everybody a little bit about what your approach has been with adding you know f with them wanting or at least pitching them an idea for a geo tour in that area um is i assume that you used probably fargo moorhead to the success of that to kind of springboard or how's that been how's that been going so well, so in, far in grand oh, forks okay. go ahead amy go ahead oh i was gonna yeah. say the bismarck mandan one um hasn't oh, yeah, bismarck. been yeah. um approached yet um, probably okay. more of a winter project and a rollout for into next year gotcha. um, into 2022. So we did just probably spill the beans a little bit on that, but oh, no. sorry. <laughs> well, you know, that. Good at that. <laughs> I am good at that. Uh, <clears throat> but you never know what, you know, on that, uh, you know, some, someday, right. Sometime, <laughs> hopefully. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Um, as so far as the Grand Forks Visitor Center, Gia mm -hmm. actually is a, a good friend of the, one of the main people in there. So that's going to help a lot as they're aware of what's happening in Fargo. Um, and it, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. You know, it, we're actually going to be working on it in the winter and get things, start getting things in lined up and we're rolling it out. But 
it'll be hopefully it'll be out next next spring summer sometime oh neat that's awesome um so uh amy tell tell folks about the 12 month 12 hikes challenge and how what is what is involved with that and and um where is that going or how's it going so it's been going really good um we've got events set up uh well usually try to get them out about at that 90 day window or within about a month and a half but we kind of have a schedule of each month um in the north dakota state park um Mm -hmm. are kind of moving around the state so that everybody has an opportunity to kind of get to one of those events um and they have um we have 13 state parks and they have um i think 10 or 12 of them that have the qualifying hikes in them okay so that's been moving around but it's been going really good like i said we've got some pretty good turnouts at some of them um they started out a little slow with only like five six people um but it's actually been really wonderful with that partnership with the parks and they um post it to their facebook or whatever if there's just people staying in the park or camping that weekend or there for the day or whatever we've had some come and um we usually whoever's hosting may bring um, some different cache containers just to show people and tell them a little bit about geocaching so it's kind of been a way to uh, introduce some people um, and then also kind of get together with um, veteran cachers and so it's been a really good time oh neat yeah that's really cool so um if you do if you do the 12 hikes uh is there is there something you get if you do the 12 hikes in the 12 months or is that just the so for the state park challenge? um that's mm-hmm. their deal and if you i don't even remember what their prize is anymore um okay <laughs> i can't remember if they have a patch or something and then i think they have a drawing also um and i think if you do the hikes at different parks it increases your um chances versus you can do all of the hikes like at just one park like your local park mm. So they're trying mm-hmm. to get you to get out and um, check out your other oh. state parks. So. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Do common sense. All of those right? parks already have geocaches in them, or is that something for the future? No, and that's one thing we are trying to do. Um, I would say half of our state parks, I think, maybe a little under half of our state parks currently have geocaches, and we are mm-hmm. trying to get um, geocaches and at least an adventure lab into all of them. So I have to ask the question. I know it's a park, so they're probably newer to a lot of this. Do they always want you to stick to a traditional cache, or are they brave enough to venture out into some other icon types? Um, they really like traditional because they want them to be available to everyone mm-hmm. um, so that they don't have to um, pay for the premium mem- membership. I uh, forget about that part of it. Yeah, yeah. good thinking. Uh, yeah. yeah, we actually kind of ran into a little bit of... Um, some issues lately with the adventure labs um, because the state parks have put out the bonus cash mm-hmm. and in how those are placed in the requirements for them. Um, they've kind of found a way around them, but for now, so we'll see mm-hmm. if that can continue or not. I, I forgot about that non-premium part of that. It's uh can, yeah. So, Oh, that makes a lot of sense though. And they're going to want it to be open to everybody, right? They're not going to mm-hmm. want to anybody so that that makes a lot of sense yeah it does we do have one of our state parks that is um been a little more into um, placing the geocaches they actually Mm -hmm. do a couple different series 
in December, um, the town near them has a Dickens festival. So they'll put out 12 new caches in December um, over three, they'll do four for three um, Fridays, mm, four new ones cool. for the three Fridays. And then those they'll only have out for maybe a month or two. And mm. then in the spring of the year, they've either done Easter or they've done um, St. Patrick's Day. And those ones they have had like a multi or a puzzle cache. Oh, so okay. it kind of is depending on our parks right now. Uh, and I think, like I said, their knowledge with um, geocaching and how it brings people. I think um, the one park that has put out the multis and uh, the um, mystery types um, has had geocaching in the park longer. And the ranger is getting, he, he really likes puzzles. <laughs> oh, so I think that's cool. why he's starting to get out and put out more um, like puzzle caches, like where you had to find two halves of, they had Easter bunnies. One had, they were like an egg and one had the uh, face and then one had the tail and you had to get the colors together and stuff. So oh, very they cool. were really fun. We're really always excited when they do their events. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jasper, he was saying that Lewis and Clark state park seemed open with me about puzzle caches mostly, but mostly tradition. So yeah, I guess, uh, well, if they're interested in puzzle caches, then, you know, you don't want to, you want to, you want to take away their excitement if they're, if they, they yeah. at least have some interest in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So they don't have any rules about not putting out the puzzle cache and stuff. I think it's just that the ranger has the experience, but also then sure. they do have, you know, they're kind of have heard they've gone both ways with wanting everyone to be able to access their caches and that. No, that makes a lot of sense though. Does the, when you explain to them about adventure labs, is that something then that maybe, since Adventure Labs are sort of open to anybody who has the app. So, I mean, it's kind of maybe that. I don't know if that's something that, again, I, I don't know. There are internet requirements to that, too, though. So I can see yeah, how that there are difficult in some areas for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I, I've seen people who've gotten very low, <laughs> low favorited. I don't know how to put that. You know, the the where you can. You can put how many stars the star yeah yeah that they can have a low star rating because they can't they didn't think through the fact that nobody's got a signal out in a certain area so right. I yeah. do know um, I think most of our state parks do have a Wi-Fi um, okay, area cool. um, just because they've gone to um, electronic registration so right. like when you get to the park if there's nobody there you can register online so they make sure that they have um uh, wi-fi available or in the area yeah so i think that can be something we can use to our advantages when placing the um, adventure labs and needing that oh yeah that's they do good have free wi-fi yeah that's good thinking yeah yeah that makes sense you can piggyback well it's for the i mean it it works great for them too because that's they want people to come you know Right. To, to be, you want to, to be, be a part open of it. as many people as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. And part of the trouble with the adventure labs is since they don't own the adventure labs, they can't see, uh, they don't, don't see who's been there. And so they can't keep oh, track right. of it as easily. The oh, that's it. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would be hard to. I, I would imagine, though, however, that if a national park or a state park or historic trail reached out to HQ and said, Hey, we want to own some adventure labs. <laughs> wouldn't hesitate. Right. I mean, there we go. Yes. Here you yeah. go. 
here's some here's some adventure lab credits for you um then they could you know because i'm sure they want i'm assuming hq wants those to continue to spread and if one state park has them then another state park will want them and i i I can see those spreading really quickly because there's no maintenance in the 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 lab stuff is pretty easy and i would Mm -hmm. assume even now we're just making stuff up but i would assume (laughs) even that hq could give them a nod and give them an easy way to track that stuff analytics because it's all computer right so there's got to be some analytics they can track on that as well. Well, true. If they own it, though, that they, they, they can see pretty well. They can get. But some we know analytics. HQ can read more into the the analytics oh, yeah. of lab caches than we can, right? So if you right. want to spread it out to national parks, like the work that they're doing, you know, in, in in North Dakota, I would love to see your work translate into HQ partnering with state parks and national parks around the country to do that. Yeah, um, that seems like a great way to spread the word for both. You know the work that y'all are kind of doing scaled up to nationwide yeah or worldwide there's parks in other countries too obviously so yeah <laughs> i don't want to leave them out because i know there's people from other countries listening right now and they're like dang it yeah yeah that's you know whatever again whatever we can provide well hopefully y'all are starting to trend and it's just going to explode everywhere and everybody's going to copy you guys Copying is the best thing that can happen in geocaching. Absolutely. Take this and spread it other places, right? Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we heard that some park in Thailand heard about it and decided that they were going to create, you know, they were going to approach their park and suggest to them about things. I mean, that's yeah, I'll just hop over there real quick and go do those. Yeah, well, yeah, but at least that we can promote the possibility of these being done in, in other parts of uh, other parts of the world. That's our, you know, that's the goal. And that's our, that's our hope is that wherever you, wherever you live, wherever you are, you're able to, to do some of these uh, and approach some of your local areas. Close to our goal. I'm going to add one thing to refine that. We want to spread quality geocaching everywhere. Yes. Of course. We're not going to get into that discussion tonight, but, yeah, we're to this group, we, they all know what we're talking about. We want That's quality true. geocaching to catch on everywhere. We do. That is very true. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just saying <laughs> all of these guys' examples. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Exactly. Uh, speaking of quality, mm-hmm. something coming up in a couple of weeks is Gilby Gone Wild, a very quality event. Coming up September 25th, and I will put the code down here. We talk a little bit about Gilby Gone Wild. So, uh, if you two could kind of give some of the background, I guess, of how Gilby Gone Wilds began, and um, we'll get into the, some of the discussions about uh, the second one we're doing, the second the second annual, hopefully. It'll, it'll go forever. So uh, what are some of the plans for Gilby Gone Wild this year? Uh, so, so September 25th, uh, starting at 10 o'clock till 4 mm-hmm. o'clock, we're going to have the cool. event in, in the Gilby Park. Uh, last year, I had talked about, you know, I'd always wanted to have a event in Gilby at some point. And, of course, we had Gia behind and saying, well, yeah, of course we're going to. So, so she's been a big push on on getting it going. 
cool. been a lot of help lining up all the signs and making a lot of the plans. She's she is a very good planner. She does several things around the Parker Moorhead area outside of right. geocaching. That's pretty amazing. But so yeah, so this is our second year. We had had it one last year. Uh, we had over a hundred people for the first year and from eight different states to start with. So we were That's pretty awesome. tickled with the, the first year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gia's really gung-ho. She wants to get it to be a mega at some point, and I don't know that I'm ready for that quite yet. But, uh, <laughs> Come on, go jump in there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a lot more work. You need a big old but. circus tent set up, hold all those people in, Gilby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, Gilby is only a town of 250 people, roughly. So that it, uh, we're going to be doubling the size of Gilby just from this event, just about. Uh, but we're pretty excited. We've got a uh, bunch of door prizes and raffles, and um, yeah, there's been a few cashers that have stepped up and donated. Uh, we've got one casher out of uh, Jamestown and Zero SND, Jesse and Frank, donated a bunch mm -hmm. of trackables and okay. even donated a, a brand new GPS to, to raffle off for, as a door Very prize. Cool. And, That's uh, awesome. Then the uh, community, the community, the center, community center decided that they would make the food for us for uh, dinner time and and uh, things like that. So that's great. It's it's going to be fun. I put out a few caches today that'll be uh, published for the event, and okay. there's there's several around here to find. There's probably roughly sixty caches, maybe, and I won't say every one of them's super fun, but a majority of them are. Well, yeah, we know they are. I mean, it's it's the, Disney, it's the Disneyland of geocaching. So, I mean, come on, it's gonna, it, it's it's more than worth the time to to make the trek. Uh, but yeah, uh, you two were were uh, it was great to to see y'all in person uh, in Colby. So you've you've seen what happens when a town gets doubled. Um, I think they handled it pretty well. I think Gilby would handle. Uh, uh, you know, a, a doubling of their, uh, their population, uh, quite well, you know, uh, you know, they're, I think they would welcome that. So, um, yeah, uh, the more, the more that we can get to come to this event, the, the better, uh, I think it'll be again, great. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, I think, uh, not this time, but sometime in the near future, I'd love to hear about Gilby having a mega. That would be would be <laughs> awesome. So, um, a lot of work. I know that. I'm starting to learn mm -hmm. that, right, Jesse? I mean, there's a lot of work so. that. <laughs> um, of course, he did a Woodstock, so that's a that's a, a little bit of a different animal. But uh, we've all learned from different things. We'll just we'll leave it at that for tonight. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to clean um, all that stuff up. You know, I drudge up all that, but I tell you what, though, that was, that was a tremendous week that I was able to, that we were able to be there for, uh, for the geo Woodstock and just, just, uh, great memories. And so, I mean, if, if people come to, you know, Gilby gone wild, I think that they'll, uh, they'll find the same that they'll, it'll be memories that they'll have for a lifetime. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that is, uh, that is awesome. So yeah, we put the, it's in the show notes. I brought up the, you know, the the GC is nine, C is in container, 
zero five V as in virtual, although it's not a virtual event. It's the V is at the end of the GC code. So I'm curious if our favorite vlogger is going to make a trip up there. Mm. I don't know that he's announced it or anything yet. So is he? I wonder if he's announced that. I don't know. I know he loves it up there. <laughs> he does love it. That's yeah, he's been sure. up there a That's couple the of times. Yeah, he's been up there a couple of times. Um, yeah, Pizza News says I that. I don't yeah. believe he's coming this, this year. Uh, he says he prefers to come when there's less people around so they aren't uh, yeah. crashing in on him as he's as he's in the event or as he has at a cache. There mm -hmm. is a geo-vlogger, Hailmeister. Oh, he's going to make a trip. Very cool. Yep. Yep. So Jason's going to be here. He asked if he could run around. And so, yeah, he's, he's going to be here Just videotaping film. some of the newer caches, he says. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. As usual, I'm completely jealous. I'm grounded from traveling for almost the rest of the year. And, and we have to cover all these awesome events and awesome locations. And it's torture. So I'm jealous <laughs> of everybody that gets to go. If you can get there, go. I oh, can't yeah. believe why you would pass this up. If you have there, obviously our Canadian people and, and some of the other people can't yeah. get down there right now. But if you can get there, go. That's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Team Snip and Snap saying we wish we could yeah. be there. As soon as the flight ban from Holland is is over, we'd love to go overseas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let us know, too, if you ever do make it to the States. It'd be be great to, to to hear about your your trek over um but yeah um there are so many cool things uh, you know that you know to have an event the fact that you have an event in gilby is like gosh that's like icing on the cake i mean come on now i mean that's you're making it too easy for you know for everybody to to not you know to to not decide to come to this i mean you got everything in the world there and then you're going to have an event on top of it so to me that's well that's, that's just going to spread the word more right and more and more people mm -hmm. are going to come after you can have another couple hundred people showing up if you've got 117 militants now you may have close to 200 people there easy yeah, so or so. 200 plus people there so yeah. it's it's just going to explode the word's going to explode i know there's lots of videos out there and everything of yobi but it's going to be even more people out there talking about it now. So it's going to get bigger yeah. and bigger. Be, be careful. <laughs> yeah. I know our, I know our community, you know, some of them are, are actually pretty surprised that there's people that come from uh, so far away. We, this, this summer we had a couple of ladies come down from Alaska. They flew into Fargo and oh, cool. rented the car and came up to Gilby all the way from Alaska. Um, wow. So it, it surprises me too, actually, that, you know, I made these caches for just some local caches around here, and it just keeps getting bigger. All a big chunk of it, of course, is because of Josh. But I'll run into people from the event mm -hmm. at different events, and they say, "Oh yeah, I heard about these caches. I need to come up to Gilby someday." So, and uh, Jesse had mentioned uh, Canada. You know, we're only an hour and a half from Canadian border, and right. we've got several caches that would normally come up to this up to Gilby. Um, there, there's, I put out a bunch a couple of years ago and the Canadians were first to find it like midnight they come <laughs> out as soon as they found nice. out they were out and, and they were logging them at, uh, at midnight. But, 
Yeah, I think Vicky there. Yeah. Go ahead. ahead, Are you? I was gonna say, I'm sorry. Did you? You're wanting to do this hopefully each year at least, right? Even if it's not mega, you still want to do an annual. Gia wants to do it every year. Gia does. (laughs) Yes. Come on, Chad. Put up. I gotta make new caches every year though. So Gia's all on board. She wants me to. Yeah. So. Come on, you got forty. Last year. Last year it was uh, put to me that I have to make thirty caches last year, and I said, "There's no way." I ended up making. 15 and then another cashier stepped in and made another 15 oh, wow. uh, signed caches and stuff like that. But so 30 wow. did get out last year. This year it won't be quite that many. But I mean, come on. I mean, you you probably got what 30 or 40 back in the back in your, your workshop ready to go right now, right? They're all just sitting there just collecting dust. Yeah. I just always talk about my Ziploc bag of uh, <laughs> notes I've written up at night. Right. Uh, scribbling of what cash is going to be so i do have a ziploc full of ideas yet so well okay it's just well, getting cool. the time to make them well you do something else other than yeah. make caches all the time i thought that's what yeah, you did all the time no it, okay. it doesn't seem like that sometimes <laughs> but i've got uh, like djw house on my side now so oh yeah uh, that's right he's, he's slowly going to teach me how to do Arduinos at some point. I, I've got him to fall back on when I can't figure it out. And now I've got oh. Amy with a 3D printer. I'm going to knock, yeah. knock on the door someday and say, hey, Amy, I need this made. See, there you go. And Just, just keep that printer running 24-7. <laughs> I know it shut off. I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, i got to get over there and get that off, get something else going. <laughs> right, get something going. Keep, keep them going, keep them going, keep them going. Uh, yeah, you could get maybe these guys to kind of help you too. Some of these... Uh, some of these crazy guys with gadget talk, you know. Gadget guys, what do they know? Come on, what do they know? <laughs> what do they know about gadgets? I think he's yeah. um, Chad's been salivating a little bit about um, this new uh, cache that they're putting together. Uh, this Magic Blocks cache. I don't know if anybody saw the show last Tuesday, but definitely go back and check out the Magic Blocks. That's a uh, a fascinating cache. That you can purchase as well on the at the website, but uh, um, it is a unique. I, I I watched it and I was mesmerized. But Chad, I, being somebody who makes these, what are what were your thoughts on the Magic Blocks one? Is that well, from your perspective? Because my perspective is like, ooh, cool, pretty lights, but that's not really helpful when you're <laughs> <laughs> ooh shiny. Ooh, shiny yeah. lights. But from your perspective, yeah. what, what would you when tell I people that the, actually? <laughs> yeah, when I seen the cache that those guys created from my magic blocks, I kind of wish I would have waited till they made theirs so I could buy theirs instead. <laughs> theirs is way nice fancier than mine. It That's is pretty cool. cool. Uh, it just, uh, you know, I did the hard way. I had the wire and solder all the wires, and these guys got fancy uh, PC boards and and uh, dip switches and all that dip switches <laughs> to change the code and yeah it's just brilliant those guys that's pretty amazing what they came up with my simple little idea and they made it look amazing yeah. so i'm pretty i'm pretty amazed that they uh created created that cash i'm pretty tickled i know it's not available yet i think they're waiting for some parts and pieces for it before they can put it out for sale but yeah uh, dave has done an amazing job on on that cash and and the other three that they're selling too, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're 
those are incredible. Yeah, without turning into a commercial, I think that those are some some great some great items that are available for everyone. And Chad, you've been uh, I've been very appreciative of you helping uh, with all them, and you and and GGW House have been such a great uh, asset to uh, to Gadget Talk. So, and Bounce Bounce and and Derek know know a couple of things too, but it, it helps to have others to be a part of it too. So what you got? What are you doing down there, Amy? Oh, my <laughs> little doggy. puppy wants to come up and kiss us all the got the good puppy dog. <laughs> so you and, yeah, you and, uh, and uh, Jesse are having to keep track of the good puppy dogs tonight. So. Mine is falling asleep now, so that's good. But he was, uh, it's hard to keep him out of the frame because when he just walks up, his yeah. head just eyes the desk. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh now, yeah. as as y'all were talking about that, just for a little experiment, because I always did it, I I pulled up the event that we're just talking about, and then did a search around it, mm -hmm. and then sorted by favorite points. And you have to go down a lot of caches to get any that don't have tons of favorite points. Wow! It's just I always do that when I'm looking at an event. You know, search caches yeah. around the area, and then sort by favorite points, and that gives you an idea of you know how active they are, what kind of good caches, and it's there's a <laughs> lot of high favorite caches so you don't take anybody else's word for it but you have to scroll way down first to get one under 100 and then scroll way it's down incredible. to get one under 50. it's crazy wow yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah compare I mean, that that's... To most of the areas it's it's that's and it's just going to be more right you're bringing a bunch of new people in that haven't been there before those favorite mm -hmm. points are going to go way up which just means it's going to be bringing more and more people in that's that's crazy so awesome though um, yeah, we're we're pretty tickled about the event. Uh, I have to point out that a new another first for our event is we've got a a geocoin actually. Um, oh, very cool! Kind of designed up with some of the different caches I had on it, and it's got uh, my pat old old path tag on the back. And oh, neat! So, Gia's pretty excited. Uh, she'll have these up for sale at some point at the so event. So it's but. so it's a geocoin. Yeah, oh, that was <laughs> terrible. Um, where once those are available, uh, where will people get a hold of those? You know, I have no Maybe idea what you to get it, is. or oh, you don't know yet. This is this is the only one Gia let me have. So, <laughs> dang, you only got one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's but, but that, I, that I is imagine, awesome. Yeah, we didn't have a whole. I think we only made a hundred of them up. And uh, so I'm not sure if we're gonna we're gonna start selling on the at the event for sure. Yeah, they'll be gone. That mm -hmm. Yeah, those will be gone so quick. It, it, yeah. Yep. Awesome. So. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're starting to wrap up tonight. Um, I, I guess um, let's go around the room. Um, before we do, I do want to mention real quick. Next week, we should have on. Most of the network, hopefully, we'll see. Everybody's available. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a what I call it, Jesse. Let me see if it's in my notes. Uh, Gary's crazy questions or Gary's Gary's wacky questions for the uh, crew. <laughs> and we don't know what they are, so he wants to try to embarrass us live on the show. So that's the plan. And I've got some wacky questions. It'll be great. So a little something a little different. Obviously geocaching related, but. Um, and so, yeah, if you if you have any wacky questions, by the way, because I could use some extras, um, 
send me any wacky questions you'd like me to embarrass uh, family friendly, obviously. Uh, But yeah, if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, ask the crew, stump the crew on whatever you want to, however you want to call it. um, Definitely send them my way. But I don't think embarrass is going to happen. We do some no, stuff. So. Probably not embarrassed, but I've got some yeah. some I got some fun I really they're more fun questions. That they're not really embarrassing. They're more fun questions that I think everyone's gonna enjoy. Uh, it'll make for it'll make for a fun show. If you have any uh, questions you think would be fun, wacky, send them to us, geocachetalk at gmail.com and I will uh, take it under advisement. So, all right. Um, I guess let's go around. Um, I don't know. Anybody want to start? Amy, you want to uh, wrap up tonight? Have any uh, final thoughts on uh, trails and tours and all these various places? And what would you like to let people know about? I just say, don't be afraid to get out there and make those connections. It's really surprising how, like, the historical societies or um, mm-hmm. The state parks, once they find out, you know, about geocaching and that there's people out there that are interested and willing to help, they really like to build those connections and relationships. And in the end, it benefits everyone because it brings more people to their locations and it puts caches and things out there on our game board for us all to enjoy. That's good. Good point. Uh, Chad? Yeah, you could touch off that. The same thing is that uh, the visitor centers... They're looking for things to bring people in. With the Fargo-Moorhead tour and COVID last year, that was one of the, well, definitely a bigger draw to get people in the hotels, get them out there and and get them up to Fargo-Moorhead area. So yeah, they're they're looking for things to bring people in, draw draw different folks from farther away. Mm -hmm. Just gotta make contact with with the head people and, and, explain what geocaching in and get them to come out. Yep. Uh, go ahead, so Jesse. Before we, yeah, before we finish off, um, if somebody's out there tonight and they were super inspired by you guys and go, you know what? I want to start this in my area. I want to start reaching out to parks and everything else. Where would they find more information? I think you're on Facebook, right? Yobi is on Facebook. Uh, where would they find more information or talk to more people or kind of share ideas? How would they get in touch with somebody that's, that can kind of point them in the right direction? Yeah, we do have a Gilby North Dakota fan club on Facebook. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe West Virginia, Tim, at one time he had a YouTube video about approaching uh, visitor centers and, and counties and stuff like that at one time. Right. uh, Right. Be good. And if um, people wanted to reach out to the North Dakota Geocaching Association, we do have a web page. It's just um, ndgca.org. So we have our um, like our board members, including my contact link and stuff, is up there. Cool. So it's ndgca.org. Correct. Yeah, I'll put that on the screen just so people can oh. see it. <laughs> we both did the same time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You beat there you me go. To it. It's good though. Good thinking. Thinking Jesse and I think alike. And so yeah. that's the, the state group, and somebody will answer them and they can they can converse or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Point in the right direction. That's awesome. Well, it's just or like, they'll come up on Facebook also. There's 
There's a Facebook yeah. page for the. It's just cashers in another area. All cashers are interested in doing the same thing, and it's having fun and you know, bringing more quality caches to the board. So reach out, do the same thing. I, I hope by next year somebody heard this and wants to compete with you guys and build a mecca in their area too, and then y'all have to compete in the future. Well, Disneyland and Disney World of geocaching. Mm -hmm. You know, we love the a good certainly contact me or Amy or any of the members, I'm sure they'd be happy to help out. Yeah. If we can improve, as you said, as Amy said, the game board, that's, that's critical. Um, yeah. I challenge anybody to try to compete with them. Make this in your area too. So I have that's more than right. one place to go. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think we've all been to parts of, of our world or, or our country, wherever you are, and you kind of go, hey, I got to be here for some reason, you know, visiting relatives or mm -hmm. work or something. You go, huh, let's see what's in the area. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing here. <laughs> it's like crap. There's like three caches. You're like, oh, boy, this will be fun for the next three days. Find three caches. Every once in a while, there's a gym, though. You're traveling through the middle of nowhere, and there's a gym, and you're super happy. Yeah, there you go. You never know, but uh, never know. Uh, but we, as we can find, we can get more places that have cool caches, the better. So, all right. Um, I guess that's it. We're going to wrap up um, and we'll see everybody next week, uh, Tuesday night puzzle talk. So, definitely join us for that. And um, if not, then we'll see everybody uh, next Sunday for the wacky questions. We'll see. So, all right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for writing us on. That's oh, absolutely. Thank, thanks, you too. That was great. May your finds be many. Be few. May the terrain and difficulty both be less than two. And whatever it is you're looking for, may it find its way to you. And may we all meet again. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching.